Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. Happy May 4th. We are here for you. Well, and happy Cinco de Mayo. Almost. Almost. Right. Another week of Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Um, we are broadcasting live from a secure bunker in Cincinnati. Ohio. Ohio. Um, we are here for you guys. We are here to help you build your business, grow your career, transform your life by bringing in some real good content. Yes, we have new content every week. Someone new and different. Excellent. Um, and this week is no exception. This week is no exception. I posted earlier that I'm really charged, and I really am. Are you? Yeah. So we'll get into it um, I'll, you know, in a few minutes. One of the things we learn here is it's all connected. Um, we hear people promoting great health, and my tough guys out there say, why are you bringing that to corporate talk? Well, because it's all connected, right? Because mm-hmm. good health helps you think better. Well, it's so true, right? When you feel awful, how can you do a good job at work? Yeah, I mean, and that's just one example. Talk about meditation. We talk about learning. We talk about everything. Well, people talk about, you know, collaboration and leadership and all of that. And you can't have collaboration and leadership if you don't feel well, if you're not working on yourself, if you're not personally developing. It's too easy for us to just come here and talk spreadsheets, right? Well, it's not about spreadsheets either, right? But, I mean, there's enough been written on leadership. We know what it takes to be a good leader, but it's sometimes difficult to get out of your own way. It is. You need to be humbled. Right. So in order to be able to utilize all that training that you're getting, you also need to know how to get out of your own way and how to take care of yourself. So we bring a lot of different content that hits all those different areas around personal and professional development. Right. Our model is shared leadership Mm -hmm. um, because of what you just said, right? right? Which sometimes occurs from the leaders coming from the top down. Um, Shared leadership is exactly what it says, shared leadership. And the thing about it is nowhere in the title is that a job title. Well, no, shared leadership is about that everybody shares in leading. Right, regardless of your job description. Right, and sometimes people don't really take that into account. They think that they're going to lead when they get into a leadership role. You can lead, actually, from wherever you're at in an organization. Right, just like here. I lead even though, like, you know, you're the one. Oh, do you? (laughs) I share in the leadership Correct. (laughs) Um, Regardless of my job description is what I meant to say. Okay, that was good. (laughs) So how are you, by the way? I'm well, thank you. Good. Um, We're heading into warmer weather, which we like. Um, Actually, next week we're going to be broadcasting from headquarters in Chicago, which is exciting. Yes, it's going to be very fun. Um, Great guests coming on. We had some great guests last week and the week prior. Please, guys. Go to the website, uh, email us, ctradioinfo at gmail.com. Go to our homepage. 
Go to our website at TogZone.com. Go to the business channel and you'll find us featured there, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. You can also go to our individual websites, which are also featured on TalkZone.com. So it's just talk in Z-O-N-E.com. Right. And okay. we're under business. We're here for you. Now, um, so are we ready? We okay? We're ready. Okay. So I did say that I was charged, and I'm charged because of the expert that we have today. Okay. Um, and we'll get into it a little more. I have a lot to ask. We have a lot to discuss. I'm kind of excited. I would love to introduce our very special guest today, Jan Coverstone. Jan, are you with us? I sure am. Thanks for the honor of having me on. Hey. Hi, Jan. So, yeah, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Um, I know we met about six months ago. And I know your message was really strong, and uh, I wanted to bring it to our listeners. So first, Jan, maybe share some your website or some contact information, and then we can go from there. Okay, I've got a website that is kind of inclusive. It includes the martial arts and some of the books that I've written. It's Jan www.jancoverstone.com. If you go there, it'll have the link to everything else, and to the martial arts I've been teaching for 42 years and interesting that's been an journey I, I okay so but I, I know the theme of and I, and you're a multi book published author right which is interesting so congratulations on that and does that mean we can purchase the book from your website or your books from your website I'm not set up right now to purchase from the website, but if you send me an email address, I will definitely send you a signed copy. So in that aspect, yes, if you put on an email address that you want a signed copy, I will send it to you. They are available on Amazon and most retailers. Excellent. And um, so that's Jan at jancoverstone.com. Is that Mm -hmm. the email? That's correct. Okay. So um, the theme of what I see and what I'm reading and when we met is all around positive words. And I know we can get into, we will in a second, you know, your background as you described it. Um, but say a few positive words for us so we understand what that means because we do have a lot of questions. Okay, I would say that your program, Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone, is that is very positive because people in the workplace need to know that they are important, that they make a difference, regardless of whether it's bottom-up, top-down. If everyone doesn't do their job, it can't happen. Everyone is important. Everyone has a vital role to play. A motor doesn't work if you take the drive shaft out. It doesn't give the wheels anywhere to go. It doesn't work if a bearing is missing. Every part is important. I think each person in any workplace needs to know they are part of a very important process that is really the backbone of the United States of America. <laughs> you know, Jan, I got I, I don't want to go off topic, but it, as soon as I asked you that question, it was sort of like a light switch went off, and you came back like powerful, convicting, convincing <laughs> with that message. Um, I get it. No, that was really good. Thank you. Um, and it is true. I agree with you. And now I remember when we met. And I know you 
you also do a lot with kids and families. Um, but the message is the same, right? It should be in the workplace as well. It should be everywhere. Right. It should be in your head. Positive right. words should be in your head. So, right. right. So, and, and you know what? Read the books, follow Jan, right? And, and eventually that'll sink in. So Jan, what I wanted to say first was, um, promoting my care brand, right? Is a challenge. And I recently was working with someone of power that was saying positive words, being nice is just about making friends and it's a sign of weakness and people won't respect you. And I know that is almost the antithesis of your message. So I'm really excited to have an expert on to discuss why and how positive words is not a sign of weakness. Well, especially with Jan being a black belt. Right, exactly. Arts, right? So, I mean, it, he's not coming from a place of weakness right. at all. So, I didn't mean to set you up, but yeah, you, <laughs> if anybody thinks that that is true and being positive is a sign of weakness, Jan is a martial arts expert as well. So anyway, Jan, just some thoughts around that on what we were just saying? I think... When you talk about the positive words, if you're just building someone up or just flattering someone to try to get your own selfish means or an end or you want to get something from them, you've missed the whole point because the positive words are so that you interact with someone on a truthful level and it changes their lives. The power of the words, our world is framed by our words. If you study quantum physics, there's some fascinating things that words are actually a life force that actually helps shape and do shape our world. So when you give positive words to someone else, you're impacting not only their life, your life, but you're also impacting the environment around you. When it's done in a workplace, the rewards are just thrown exponentially greater because of the power, power of positive words. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, okay, so I'm looking at Eva now, right? Yes. I told you this is going to be... Cool, right? Yes. So, Jan, can you just go slow for a second? You just said something that I think I would like you to repeat about quantum physics and words are, a, a, what did you say, a life entity? A life force. A life force. Can you just go over that again? Yes, your words are literally a life force that creates, shapes, and alters your environment. It actually changes the atmosphere around you but it also has that same effect on other people. It can literally change their lives. I can tell you stories of talking to someone and they're, they're saying, how do you know that? You can't know that. You just, but it's, I wasn't, I would just notice something in them and was saying some positive words and it, it totally changed our relationship because it's that life force that is real and true. You can't describe it. I'm still fascinated by it. I'm still researching it, trying to learn more. Our words have more power than we realize. They're like power tools. We're either going to build a city or we're going to cut our own fingers off. And the fingers of everybody else we're in contact with. We need to use positive words. They change the world around us. You know, it's so true because we... It's We've talked about this before, right? Unbelievable. You'll talk to 10 people and 10 people will say that, you know, they're stressed. But yet... 
not one of those 10 will be the stressor. Right. And it's the same with the words. When we come into a meeting, people always go, oh, the vibe in the office is so bad. But nobody ever thinks about that it's the way they speak and the way they think can impact that vibe. I mean, we can change the vibe by being positive. And people think, well, that's just flowery, positive thinking. But it's not true. It's not weak. It's not flowery. It's actually making a positive impact in the world. Just like negative words can make a negative impact in the world. Well, that's the other point, right? Yeah. And um, I think we got lucky with guys like Jan mm-hmm. because they take that strength and that power and they cycle it in a positive way. Well, it's one thing, you know, when you hear, like, they'll always say, well, women bring that up because, you know, women are softer. But when you have a martial artist that comes up with it, there's a little bit of punch to it. Or a woman that's a martial artist. <laughs> yeah. No, this is good, uh, Jen. And um, we want to learn more about the journey you were describing, your background, um, and, you know, how you got to where you are today. We want to also really uh, understand what was the motivation behind writing two books? Um, so we do have a lot to discuss. We're about to take our first break. So if you could just be patient, we just, you know, we learned so many lessons already, right? Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eve and our very special guest, Jan Coverstone. We will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is author and martial artist Jan Coverstone. Um, you can learn more about Jan at his website at jancoverstone.com, and that's C-O-V-E-R-S-T-O-N-E. And if you would like to um, purchase one of his books, you can go to amazon.com. You can also email him directly at jan at jancoverstone.com. So, Jan, this has been a great conversation so far. And, you know, I love I love when people talk about positive words and they talk about it from a place of strength. And I know that you've come from a kind of from a, a background that wasn't necessarily positive. So what was it that sent you on this path to start looking at how to change your words and how to then change your thoughts? Excellent. Hmm. I started by not being able to see the blackboard growing up because I'm old enough to remember blackboards. Mm-hmm. But so I was always made fun of and you know called names and 
you know, basically because I could never give a right answer when a teacher wrote something on the board because I couldn't see the question. So I had a lot of pain and everything, and then, like, I decided that, you know, there had to be something more to words and to the teaching of the martial arts. I started seeing the effect of my words on other people and started looking at my own life and saying, you know, I need to really change, and then I had a series of unfortunate events, and people were saying things about me that weren't true, and I thought, I'm going to take the time, and every time I hear something that's not true, I'm going to find at least three people, speak something that's true and really good and positive, and I'm going to overcome all the negative things in my life by being as positive as possible. Wow. I mean, that's not easy, right? I mean, because most of us, we can have a 100 people tell us that we're great, and we can have one person say that we're not, and we'll focus on that one. Well, and most of us will make believe what he, what Jan said. Jan right. actually walked the talk. Right. right, yeah. And and so, Jen, when did you actually start uh, start learning martial arts? I started probably in 1969 by hanging a bag up in my barn and getting it up an hour early before chores, which usually meant about 5.30 in the morning, and I'd go out and work out on a heavy bag for about an hour. And then I started taking formal lessons in 1971. Right after that, I had a chance to live with a man that was, also teaching martial arts, and he became a close friend and mentor and instructor. I received my black belt under him. Then he moved away, and I just continued training. But my mind's always been very analytical. I look at things and try to understand what's going on. 1987, I was up to a fourth-degree black belt, but I was then changing the way things were done because I went back to my high school physics book, studied the laws of motion, and found out actually the way that I was taught violated some physical laws of motion, so I started coming up with ways to not violate physical laws of motion and started adding principles and everything to the movements and so that you would keep yourself better protected and safe. And through a whole series of events, I was recognized for creating my own system because I was not violating the physical laws of motion. It was different than what most people were doing. Jeez. Wow, that's really impressive. So when you say that, when you say you weren't violating the physical laws of motion, um, does that mean that, what is, well, you know, what does that mean exactly? To me, that means that you were, you were able to defend yourself in a way that wasn't maybe as aggressive, but more powerful. If that makes yes, sense. That, um if you can just get a visual picture, and I'm just going to say this really slow and kind of try to paint a mental picture, but mm -hmm. if you lift one leg, where does all your body weight go? Obviously, the, it goes on the leg that you're standing on. Right. So then you try to take your foot out in some direction, but you've already put all of your weight down on the ground, so your weight's kind of dead, and you've lost a lot of momentum and everything. But if you can learn as you lift your leg to shift your body weight into the technique, then you're not violating a physical law of motion because mass and motion tends to remain in motion. Oh, wow. That That's that? really interesting. Right? Um, so, yeah, you know, laws of physics, are, you know, well, let's see if Jan approves. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, so then, so then you took martial arts as you knew it and you changed it, you changed it to make it even more powerful, but then... From there, I mean, martial arts is always known for 
also being very mental, not just physical, right? I mean, it's not just physical power. It's also power of the mind and discipline of the mind. So then you started moving into the mind, which you already into Which was anywhere. probably a better motivator for Jan, right? I would think at that point, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I just think that that helped you. Um, it helped you kind of focus on where you wanted to go with yourself, right? I yeah. Mean, you know. So when you started um, looking for the positive, so you went and looked for people that could also then counteract the negative with positive comments about you. Like how quickly did your life change or was it more that your sense of well-being changed and not so much your life or was it both? I think it was both. It was a lot more gradual than I would have liked. It would have been nice to get rid of all the negative things in my mind and in my life, but it was just a process that I went through and I'm probably still going through because occasionally I still find something that happens that triggers some memory or something. It's like, okay, I need to change the way I think about that. It's a lifelong process. And what most people don't understand, the power of positive words needs to be applied to the way that you think also because your brain can lie to you from memories because you think you can recall the same events or the same pain but it's no longer real. It's a memory. So we need to tell ourselves, look, that's just a memory. I don't have to put up with that. I'm going to change the way I think about that. It's over. It's done. I'm going to be positive and move on. Well, and, and I like when you bring that up because we also can change our memories because our memories tend to be a bit fluid anyway. So the way we remember something is just the impact that it had on us. But I think if you replayed the tape, it might be a little different, might be better, might be worse. You don't know, right? So a memory is is really just something in some ways that we put our own imprint on anyway. So we could put our own positive imprint on it and change it. What I like about what Jan was saying, right? So I know it's 2015 and we're pretty much the same age, but the way he described it as I put a heavy bag up in my barn and an hour before chores, I would go and pound it. It was Sort of like um, a different world for me being in the city of New mm-hmm. York, right? Right. Really, uh, really interesting. And so does that mean, and you're from Indiana, Jen? That's correct. Northern Indiana. Interesting. Um, so your aha moment somewhere along your life was about this negativity and how it gets inside your DNA and really messes things up. And somehow or other, you had that conversation with yourself i mean that's really interesting right yeah, to it change really it and turn it around mm-hmm. and then have that conviction to turn it around right you know? well you have the discipline from the martial arts i mean i don't want to talk right. speak for jen but i would say you have the discipline from martial arts i would think yeah right and you while i was in new york city there was a school shooting out uh in the west someplace i think it was in washington and i thought you know if I would have allowed all those negative things that happened to me, I would could have been a school shooter. And I grew up with a greater respect for guns and everything, but I had that type of rage inside me for a long time. Interesting. Oh, when when we met, you're saying, uh, last year in New York? Yeah. Um, very true, right? We're all maybe at, at a crossroads somewhere. Well, I think that everybody has both in them, right? We have both positive and negative. We have rage, we have love, we have happiness, right? It's whatever you fixate on. And Jan decided to, instead of just focus on the rage, you decided to 
start focusing on the positive aspects of your life. But the challenge now is, yeah, so now let's spread that word for others to not. Right. So that was actually going to be my next question. So you were doing all this work on yourself, Jen. What made you then decide to write a book about it and then actually be the one that now teaches that? When did that shift come? Probably about three years ago, I've always known that I needed to write some things down, but I wasn't real sure about what to write and how to write and what impact it should have. And just understanding the power of words that I have to write about this, I have to start making a difference not only in my world, in the world of my students, in the world of everybody I come in contact with, but I also need to reach out because I think there's a lot of hurting people that do not understand the power of words, and their words may be delaying them. I spoke to a waitress a couple years back, and she just looked like she was almost shaken up by what I said to her, and I just gave her a sincere compliment and told her some things about her life that I noticed and her attitude or whatever. And she came back, and I said, "Uh, that seemed to affect you. Do you mind if I ask you why? She goes, well, I don't think anybody's ever spoken to me like that before. And I thought she was probably in her mid-30s, and she's never had someone really be positive towards her in her life. That's the sadness. I have to do something about that. So can you share a little bit about what, you know, I mean, I get you, you don't really want to give specifics about her, but what was it about her that, A, made you want to reach out? You're at the restaurant, and she's helping you. She's waiting on you. But what was it about her that made you want to reach out to her? One of the things that I've tried to do is, look for opportunities to say something nice to people. She was very helpful, but she had this genuine concern about not only making sure the order was right, but all the little details and everything that she could do to be helpful to us, she wanted to do. And it was just above and beyond just, you know, taking an order, bringing your food. I mean, there was just this genuine concern, and I was just telling her that I noticed those things in her and her friendliness. It was real and genuine, and I was just really impressed by her, and she just was blown away. She said no one's ever talked to her that way before. And, you know, put that in the workplace, right? So you're really concerned like this person was about her job, maybe pummeled in the past or maybe not, but just... Or not noticed. Or not noticed. Yeah. Um, Imagine, you know, somebody maybe going through Jan's training, reading some of his books and practicing his principles and in a meeting at work and saying, all right, all right, calm down. I get what you're saying. You know, you're doing a good job. Right. You know, maybe we can um, take it in this direction or just offering something positive would really make a difference in the workplace. Well, I found a lot. We tend to be really confrontational at work. And that was one of the things that I had tried since since a young age, because I, too, when I was young, had been bullied by a number of different people and had made a vow at that point that I wasn't going to make anyone else feel like that. And so I would go out of my way to help people to make sure that they felt good about what they were doing because people can make mistakes. But what we found is that as we got further and further in our careers, people were becoming more and more confrontational, and that needs to start changing. We need to go back to being nice and helpful and collaborative. Yeah. And this is a great way to start. I mean, Jan's message is is sincere and it's timely. Yeah, and he backed it up with research, analysis, discipline. Well, and I don't I think nothing speaks nothing speaks louder 
than when you've had your own experience and you can speak from that experience. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. So I think I that, really um, Jen, we've, we're having a great conversation so far. We're going to take our second break. And when we come back, we're going to have a few more questions for you. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our just, and our guest, Jan Coverstone. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, guys, welcome back. We are in segment three. We have a really cool guest, Jan Coverstone, uh, with some really interesting content. And Jan, we get we get sidetracked even during the break. We talk, um, I mean, Eva. Uh, and before we go any further, I want to at least. Talk about your books. I say that plural because mm-hmm. there's more than one. So um, I see two here, right? Let the living waters flow and who you are. And I love both titles. So can you just share a little bit about each one? Sure can. The first book is really about the power of words and what the Bible calls prophecy, which means to speak, to edify, exhort, and comfort. I think it's a divine assignment almost to be able to encourage people, build them up, or comfort them. And the book talks about it's faith-based, it's from the Bible, there's a lot of truth there. I don't really want to get into preaching about any of that, I just think the Bible has truth that if we apply it, and I've just seen ways to apply it that maybe some people have not seen, but bring that out, and I think our words should be like rivers of living water. If you go through a desert, you want something really good. And so many of us have desert experiences in our lives that we need some good words to heal the wounds that have been caused by words. So I go through a lot of the biblical things, and from my own personal experiences, I think my life has been an object lesson bring me to the point where I understand the power of words and really have this insatiable desire to be positive and to speak good things to people. So, okay, let me... Uh, You know, I think this is a greater accomplishment than maybe you're selling it as. And I'll say why. Because what I just heard is something that I can use and learn from on my lap as a strategy to learn how to maybe tweak my words and apply some of these examples directly in my day-to-day interaction. Kind of, and, and so you're saying you went and researched parts in the Bible and positive words and how they can be applied in day-to-day life. To me, it's almost like a strategy that I can use, right? Exactly. If you take the book, even if you don't want to take any of the biblical references, if you take the principles or the truth that's what is being taught and say, I can do this, I can speak these words to someone to 
build them up, to sincerely say something good about them, it will change the way that you speak. And it also, it'll talk some about the negative words and the power of negative words and getting rid of those and overcoming being thankful, being, you know, we're breathing. We live in one of the greatest countries that's ever been on the face of the earth. We have so much to be thankful for. We need to acknowledge that. Um, no, I, I, I agree. Well, I, I want to come back to that. Um, but I, the other book, was that the Let the Living Waters Flow? Is that the book that we were just talking about? Yes. That, to me, is a much a must-purchase. So let's go over the next one, Who You Are, which I love because I even say that, right? I always say in when I work and I consult, I say, it's not who you know, it's who you are. So share a little bit about that book. Exactly. And there's a little subtitle. It's actually the subtitle that comes before that is How You Think Determines Who You Are. Oh, yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So, yeah, it's like sort of like the first book is a prerequisite, right? Then little by little it starts becoming your DNA. So I actually have some questions around that, Jan. So I know a lot of us find it easier to be nice to people, but maybe not so easy to be nice to ourselves. And so in your book, how do you talk about, how do you help someone actually start talking nice to themselves? Because sometimes people will say, yeah, but I really did do this terrible thing, and I can never forgive myself for it. And I know that forgiveness is kind of a separate issue. But yet, so many times we do things and we think, well, if I don't beat myself up about it, um, how am I ever going to change the way I am? Yeah. You know, I have to be hard on myself. And so how do you help people not be hard on themselves. How do you help people change the way they think about themselves? Because I think that's such an important topic and one that so many people struggle with. I think we tend to be our own harshest critic because we do not measure up even to the standards that we set for ourselves. But it's like when Edison was inventing the light bulb, he failed a thousand times. And when he was asked about it, he said, there is no failure. I've discovered 1,000 ways where a light bulb will not work. (laughs) Everything that's happened to us has been a part of our journey. It's helped to shape us who we are. We can either condemn ourselves or use it as a growing experience. That's where the positive words that we need to speak to ourselves is like, Yeah, I am not perfect. I've blown it. I have failed, but failure means I've tried and I've done things in my life. And I'm going to continue on because the journey's not over yet. And I like the phrase from one of the Kung Fu, I think it was Kung Fu Panda 2. And it's (laughs) like it doesn't matter how you begin, it's how you end your journey that's important. There you go, right? It's sort of like... um, uh... Wherever we've been is good, but it really only matters where we are right now. So on a daily basis, when you first started doing your practice, was it a practice or were you just becoming mindful of how you were speaking to yourself? Like what was it that you did to start changing the way you think and the way you talk to yourself? For me, it it happened because there was a lot of trauma that I had in even growing up. And I learned that it went into the Amangadalia part of the brain that controls your emotions. So something would happen and I would feel all these emotions without understanding why because it triggered something that happened before I was able to really cognitively think through it. But Mm -hmm. the emotion was because all thoughts have emotions. So I thought, okay, 
there's things in my life I need to really do, so I'm going to have to find out why I'm being bogged down with these emotions in my thought life, and I'm just going to gradually start putting in more positive thoughts every day to help me overcome one step at a time. It's a slow process, but it's worth it. I don't beat myself up. I realize I've had failures, but I keep telling myself, I'm going to make a difference in the world. There's a purpose for me being here. I'm going to get up. I'm going to continue writing. I'm going to continue speaking positive because I am going to make a difference in other people's lives. And it's just that slow process where you change your thought process from being one of despair or discouragement into failure is part of life. It's either a stepping stone or a stumbling block. We can either grow up or grow down. And uh, no, I, w- I was just going to say, I believe you, and you are making a difference, and we're learning today. Well, and there was something that you said in there, Jan, that is really key that I think many people don't quite understand, and it was when you were talking about where our feelings reside, and they reside in the body, and so the thoughts over, the body will override your thoughts, and so you have to keep pushing those thoughts through so that finally those feelings will get in the body. And so when you have the thought, then the feelings change and then you are feeling good. But it takes it takes a lot of practice and it's easy to fall back because the body with the feelings will try to override and put you back to where you were before. Like you were saying, before you were even in a place where cognitively, you even knew what was going on. You had the feelings already before you could verbalize what was happening. And so those feelings are in your body and your body will try to override it. It's really interesting and it's not that easy to change. You know, so we give you a lot of credit right, for making those changes. Now he's in your neck of the woods with, yeah. with thoughts in the brain. Yeah. But you got to really give him kudos for figuring that it's out. it's not that, well, right. it's, it, it's tough to figure out, but it's also tougher to do. It's tougher to do that override, especially with Jan, like you were saying, you had had a lot of negativity in your life from a very early age. That's why, and I know you bring it up in your speaking and in the book about it's really important as to how we raise children at a very young age and what experiences they have. Because those experiences, you think that when you know, a three-year-old has a really negative experience that, you know, later on, if they were pulled out of that situation and now they're five and they've been given positive experiences, that can override it. Yes, it can, but sometimes that can be very difficult, if not addressed, to yeah. override later in life. And you could be having issues and you don't really know why, and it could be from negativity that happened to you when you were very young. Or am I off base, Jan? You're 100% right on base. And it's very good. And I had to figure out why, what was going on in my mind and whatever. And some things I just don't know. But I said, you know, it's not going to affect me. I'm going to just think about this. This is going to be good. I'm going to overcome. I think actually overcoming myself is harder than all the obstacles overcoming to get rank in the martial arts. I think it's just that much more difficult. But I think it's very much worthwhile doing. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. We talk about that all the time. Overcoming the thoughts in your brain and the feelings in your body is way tougher than anything else. So um, I love the first book. I love the second book. Um, A question now 
is how far do you take positive words? Um, and I say that, I, I'm confused myself, right? I say that in the context of what I hear politically. And I don't want to maybe turn this into a political conversation. Um, but I think a lot of the passion that we're hearing, and you know, uh, a lot from your state lately as well, a lot of the passion is coming out with negative words. And I, and I don't understand. And I think if, if, if everybody had your book, we would be able to hear the differences very easier, very easily, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, Jan? Absolutely, it does. And as long as we're talking about the negative, we reinforce it. If, if quantum leap physics is true, then that's actually affecting the environment around us. Sure, the nation has problems. And it's going to take some time to get them fixed, but let's focus on what we need to do to fix them and not what's wrong. We've always been a nation that comes together. We can do it again. We will continue to do it. Regardless of what it takes, the United States is a strong nation because of the spirit and the concept that people have of being independent. Yeah, there's been bad decisions. It's negative. I'm not, I have nothing negative to say about them. Any of the politicians, it's like, if anything, I will say, I'll write to them and say, consider these things, try to be a little bit more positive. You emphasize the negative, the negative grows. You emphasize the positive, the positive grows. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, where I get confused is, and this is, you know, back in the workplace, back in my own career, my own mm-hmm. life, um, I get confused where my motivation is, right? Is my motivation, my is my authentic motivation my negative words or is my negative words hiding my real good intentions? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Going back to that, I was just reading a survey. The number one reason people leave a job isn't for money, prestige. It's because of a lack of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how try to describe it when they leave. Most people leave a job because of a lack of appreciation. Now, that's pretty astounding. Yeah. How much can the words change that and make people feel and honestly become part of a group? It's kind of like when I was in competition. I had a, several techniques that were really good. And I could go out and compete with people and get trophies, but I thought, you know, that's really... I don't like it. it. It just, it was empty. I'm competing. There's a win loser. It's n- nothing. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to try some techniques that I don't use all the time against people that I've never seen before, and I'm going to have them cooperate in my learning process because they have no <laughs> idea what's going on in me. So instead of competing, I just looked at it as an opportunity for someone to cooperate in a learning process. And I started saying, you know, that carries over into the corporate world, into the, my daily life. So the martial arts have those venues that teach me things. I just think that was one of the fascinating things I learned. I don't compete with anybody. I cooperate. If they want to compete against me, they're really not. They're just cooperating with me in the learning process. If that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like strength and over weakness by being positive, nothing does, right? That was really cool. Um, We have to take one more break. 
Okay, but we will be right back, so please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and unbelievable guest Jan Coverstone. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Jan Coverstone. Jan is an author, speaker, martial arts instructor. Cooperator. And cooperator, yeah, and collaborator. Cool. <laughs> no, it's great. And so, Jan, we we touched a little bit about children and how important it is to give children positive words when they're young. And I know that you have some ways that you say people should never talk to their kids. And I know that now people are getting better at how they interact with their children. But, you know, we all still have some work to do. I think sometimes it goes almost the opposite way of being too positive where it's almost phony. But... What are some of your suggestions for parents out there as to how to reinforce and um, turn their children into positive thinkers and, and cooperators? That's a good question, and I'm glad you asked it, because I believe that we need to understand that each child is really a unique creation, such a blessed gift that... Uh, their growth is really in our hands as parents, or it's going to be, we're going to have an aspect of their growth by how we relate to them. And I think that when we say, why can't you be more like this, or why can't you be more like your brother, why can't you do this, mm. I don't know that I have time for you to do this right now. I don't think you can do this, or I'm disappointed in you, or, you know, fathers sometimes say, don't be a wimp, don't be such a little girly girl, you know, be, be a man. You know, it's like, no, they have feelings. A child actually feels pain in a different way than teenagers and adults do. And when you call them names or ask them if they can't do anything right or why didn't you do this better, all of that is on the negative side. It can be turned around and say, you know, you have such potential. Have you ever thought about doing something this way? I think you can be anything you want to be, but start those positive words are a life force. They change everybody's life that hears them. And it's especially true as a child. If, if we would just actually quit negative speaking for one day, it would change the nation. If we just got rid of all the negative in this United States for one day, it would change the nation. You know what? I used to say, I didn't mean to interrupt, right? Um, we should send all the tough guys into It's a Small World. At Disney. And maybe that'll help. Now I say we need to have them all, every one of them, email jan at jancoverstone.com and get those two books immediately. 
Well, but I do like your suggestion that they should all go into a small world, but they, it needs to be on a loop, right, where they just keep going <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> but wait, I, I have a question for both of you. Yes. Because uh, Jan made it clear earlier that words are a life force and they reside in your brain somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So how do we replace the negative ones with positive? How do we get them out? Is there a technique to get them out or just reflood them with positive words and eventually they'll get replaced? Well, I have an idea, but I'll let Jan speak first. It's complicated. Okay. I this, that from studying neuroplasticity, the, neuro, the negative memories and those words that you have in your brain are like a thorn tree. They cause pain because they have emotional chemicals that, are their signature. When we remember them, we can feel the same amount of pain. The only time we can change that is when we're actually thinking about it, when we think, like, something will happen and you think, oh, I just can't do this. It's like, no, I may not be very good at this, but if I keep trying, I'm going to be able to do it. So we change that, and literally what we do is we actually cut the thorns off that memory tree so it does not exude the same amount of chemicals, and eventually it will just dry up and not affect us anymore, and then we replace it. We have, sometimes all the positive things in the world won't actually overcome if your brain is filled with negative, and I felt like I had this mm-hmm. big swamp I had to go through because of all these negative things, and it was a step-by-step process. When I would think about something, that's the time to change it so that, that it, it's never there, it actually changes the memories in your brain so that they are never the same again. They will not ever affect you the same way again. But you have to deal with them. I think that's one of the things that most people forget about. All the positive things in the world won't erase the negative. You have to make a conscious choice to erase the negative. Right, and that's where I would say that you know EFT or NLP or any of those other modalities will also help with that too to release it right when you're feeling it to help you release it right at that point in time and so complicated stuff it's complicated i mean the positive affirmations can help over time but he's right right but it takes a lot that just ricochet off right it can ricochet off right and so that's why we say use eft or you know any other modalities that people use i mean some people use meditation for it but you're absolutely right, Jen. You have to address it right at that moment in time when it bubbles up. That's when you have to look at it. I mean, the work of Byron Katie will say, look at it and see if it's really true. Yeah. And most of the times you can't say that it's 100% true. Then you start turning it around. But it's always examining an awareness, just like Jan was saying. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that when you take your children is to raise your children in a way to not put that negativity in there in the first place. Yeah, I just, you know, um, just a humble moment, guys, and that is that you, you're learning where words are and what they have done and that they're real. You know, you get a little remorseful. You want to clear them out as quickly as possible and fill them with better words. Well, there's even been the experiments that have been done where, you know, they've taken like an apple, cut it in half, and... Kids will walk by and say hate to one side oh, and, and love to the other. And, you know, the love side will stay nice and the hate side just shrivels up. And they don't even have to really mean it when they say it. They have just you ever the seen words. that exa- that uh, experiment, Jan? Um, yes, 
several other experiments along the same line. It just goes to show over and over there is so much power in our words. And there's unbelievable. Not a power in positive words. Unbelievable. And so many people don't believe it, right? But, I mean, the experiments are simple. You can try them yourselves. You don't have to believe it. Just try it and see how it changes. Just try being positive for a solid day. Yeah. And see how your how things and will shift. And I like what Jan said. You know, when it comes up, that's when you replace it. Yeah. And the next time it comes up, get the old out, get the new in. Right. Uh, and also be careful about what you let in, right, Jen? I mean, you know, watch what you read, watch what you watch on TV, watch what movies you go to see, watch what video games you're letting your kids yeah, play. Geez. Look at what you're looking at on social media and cut it out. Because no matter how much work you're doing, if you're letting all this negativity in through other sources, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's complicated. Um, you know, Jen, we were excited, but you exceeded our expectations. <laughs> you know, the way you deliver the way you've researched and the the content you have developed it's phenomenal it really is mm-hmm. you did a fantastic job um so great work and everyone jan at janculverstone.com or uh, and find out where and how to get those books they're important and uh, i think they can only help so jan before we go i wanted to mention you brought up uh, kung fu panda earlier it's something about, and I and I remember it, you know, it doesn't really matter where we were, right? It's going forward that counts, something along those lines. You know, I I go back to your your uh, Bond days, and I have a quote from Kane from Kung Fu that I share, and it says, um, when we speak the truth, we only have one story to remember. That's right. <laughs> Just a little levity, sorry. Very true. Um, and I want to make a very quick point about what you allow in. Mm-hmm. The principle is your body only responds to the training it's given. Your body, you respond to the training you're given, and you only respond to the training you're given. If you don't like something in your life, you got to find a way to change the training. Why are you that way? You were trained that way. Find a way to change the training because you will respond to it. Excellent. Um, great, great point. Uh, Jan, it was great speaking with you. Really great job on your books and your message. We would love to have you back again, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much, Jan. Um, and it was an honor. I really appreciate it. Excellent. Thanks. Have a great day, and we'll speak soon. Um, terrific show. Terrific show. Uh, you go, go figure. I mean, the guy's unbelievable. Mm-hmm, it's really right? good, yeah. Um, so once again, content for all of us to share, Janet, JanCoverstone.com, and get the books. We'll see you guys next week from Chicago. Thanks to TalkZone. Thanks to our producer, Dave Olson, and to you. Have a great week, everyone. Good night.